Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe. Talking Joe is on the air. It's me, Mark, and you are watching Talking Joe. It's the what two hundredth episode anniversary GI Joe quiz with special guests, Squidgy and Joe. Well, that's what this is then. So um, joining me for a special anniversary quiz will be a number of guests who we'll introduce shortly. This is called Squidgeuenjo. But what does Squidgeuenjo mean? Nothing, really. Uh, it's nothing important to know. It's just the name of our quiz format, which is some G.I. Joe deep dive knowledge and some nonsense. Uh, it's an amalgamation of Inuenjo, which was my previous quiz, if you could call it that and uh, Squid Games, which was all the rage when we first uh, did it. Um, so we are doing this live on YouTube, so you can uh, put in your comments, uh, your own ideas of what the answers might be as we're going along. Uh, Talking Joe started off as a audio-only po podcast, so we will be putting this out as an audio-only audio podcast uh, too. So if you're listening this back and you want some added visuals, uh, pop on over to YouTube where you can uh, find this. Uh, so the comments are coming in. We've got uh, this one here, Jose. He's, I think, paying attention. I think that means we've got some eyes on us. Uh, but the eyes will not be on just me alone because I will be joined by a number of special guests join, uh, taking part in this quiz. Uh, let's introduce, first of all, my regular co-host. It's Real American Tim. It's Tim Finn. Hello, Mark and uh, listeners and viewers. Hello, Tim. And hello to Sergeant Slaughter Slaughterhouse who's also joining us live from the land down under, I believe. Um, so speaking of which, have we got anyone else on the other side of the world? Uh, he might not have been hidden under his desk for the last week, but he's here nonetheless. It's Steve. Hello, everyone. Uh, yo, Joe. And congratulations, <laughs> Talking Joe, the long-running comic and other adjacent G.I. Joe uh, podcast. Comic and adjacent. Love it. Um, Steve, <laughs> I, I didn't have an intro planned. Uh, it's early. Uh, it's just gone 6 a.m. Down under here in Brisbane. It's nice 6 at your time, here. is it? Crikey. That's wow. Correct. That's dedication. Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, it's if a I full on middle of, you, middle of the forehead be... salute to you. <laughs> if I wasn't up talking to you guys, I'd be up handling the kids. So th this is actually a, a refuge. Uh, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Excellent. This is, this is sort um, so of like uh, it's sort of like the television is the babysitter, or the uh, iPad yeah. is the babysitter. Is there a kid what? just off camera and <laughs> just sort of being generally babysat by dad and some microphones and some headphones? I guess they they couldn't hear unless they're watching it on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. I am currently placating my child right now. So if you see any funny faces. Uh, just know that he's watching me on the other side <laughs> in the room. No, no, I'm kidding. He's probably with his mother, which is yeah. Every now and then she needs to take a turn. But uh, let's 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 uh, let another former host take a turn. Uh, thank you for indulging that. me, guys. So Steve uh, S. Jub 
Auburn, the first of the broken and replaced co-hosts mm-hmm. from the show to be joining Second. us back again. Oh, well, the first, the, the first joining us today. Um, uh, Chris McLeod uh, could not make it, and uh, neither can uh, Ben. Oh. But one of the originators is here with us today, live from his loft. It's Chiefy Two Shoes. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's me, it's me, Chief D.O.G., coming to you live from the place to be, my loft. How are you? How is everyone today? <laughs> that man did prepare How's the temperature <laughs> holding up in uh, Talking Not Joe Studios? Bad. Not too bad right now. I feel like it's going to be dropping ASAP, so I'm prepared. I've got my Boba Fett dressing gown with me to the side. I've got my heated gilet, right. which will power on, except gilet. I forgot mm-hmm. the battery pack. It's downstairs. So... Uh, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Welcome to the future, battery powered gilet. For those that don't know, I'm now gainfully employed uh, in the comic book industry, working in the comic book shop, UK's biggest uh, independent comic book shop, and supposedly, according to eBay, the seller of more new comics on eBay than any other comic shop in the world. I don't know if that's true or not. Whoa. Well, you know our attitude about, to people that work in comic shops. We sell about 12,000 new comics a week uh which i think is a pretty big number that's a place in space in south london croydon and we just had our first talking joe place in the space collab of sorts because i have provided you with a copy of gi joe number one to get slabbed up for me oh yeah uh, we to, do cgc to... submissions um so i'm not massive into cgc's myself uh but um, tim finn is probably on the same uh side of the fence with me on this it's, I mean, if it's an older thing and it needs archiving or, you know, encapsulating for posterity or something like that, uh, then fine. I can get on board with that kind of. But modern books, not really for me, but I'm not going to boohoo it. Uh, I think, you know, everything has a place. Uh, but we did have someone brought into the shop recently, a Batman number one. A customer bought in a Batman number one, uh, which was nice. I think that was about a 150 yep. grand book. Uh, so Check that was out. Nice. Uh, place in... Like a leaf. Yeah, absolutely. Just imagine holding that and sort of adding some tick marks to the spine. He brought it. Uh, he bought it to the shop in a Tesco carrier bag, and he was wheeling it around like he didn't have a care in the world. There you go. Um, so yeah, check out uh, Place in Space socials for that that video. That uh, it was uh, remarkable. But uh, it isn't just the four of us. We have got one more person joining us. It is a friend of the show, uh, Bart Simon, and here he is. From his basement. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's, it's like he's on Panorama, uh, giving us some exposition into something very secretive because he is <laughs> almost entirely silhouette here. Mark, <laughs> I cannot see this I man's face. Mark, I don't know that American viewers know what Panorama is. What's that? Uh, 60 minutes. Okay. I guess we do. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> uh, let's let's start with the tradition, uh, Chief's tradition beverage for the show snack for the show uh i've got i'm on uh i'm on fresh cup of water me too and uh and a freshly baked victoria sponge cake <laughs> <laughs> what, okay. what else have we got chief you must have something exciting uh, i've got a pint of vodka and pineapple juice wow <laughs> um i'm chasing that down after two red wines Anything could happen. And I have got my shirt on, though, at this moment in time, and I'm intending to keep it on. And I've got a uh, 
box or a tin of roasted and salted peanuts. Wonderful. Um, right. And today, uh, Bart is is here, as, you know, as a special guest, which is wonderful. But he is also oh, that's here. Too strong. That's too strong. As the engineer of the Golden Joe Award. Oh. So let's, wow, uh, let's look at zoom that. in. Whoa! Wow. On myself here. Incredible so. scenes. Look at that. So, <laughs> right, so, so, Mark, for for new listeners yeah. and viewers, tell us what this is and how this relates to the the Golden Stormies of some previous episodes. So, t uh, typically, when we've been doing a roundup of uh, a number of issues, we'll look back and uh, try and uh, do a, a Golden Joes episode where we will talk about some of our favorites from the you know, the previous 25 issues or so. And we call, we've last couple of times, we called those the Golden Joes with the Golden Stormies being awarded. And uh, Bart has provided us with a, a, a regular old giant. How big is that? Is that like 10 inches or so? Big, Bart, anyway. can you, Bart, can big you tell old... us about about this? What 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 figure or toy is it? Um, us in the states, it would be five below. They had a twelve inch uh, Storm Shadow that was um, like a five POA figure, and I just spray painted it gold. Uh, the sword is removable. Uh, the base I made myself, and um, it just screws into the bottom of the feet. So I thought it'd be uh, kind of funny to send it over to Mark for the next awards show. And and I take it, Mark, that you are definitely paying shipping and handling to whoever <laughs> wins today's show? I will definitely be paying for the shipping and handling of a photo of the awards <laughs> for whoever wins. Or I suspect, as I am within the general vicinity of Mark, I suspect I will win. <laughs> wow. Right. So here we go. It's all to play for, and uh, Chris will not be receiving the photo of the award for sure. <laughs> no man has ever. This is this is a fact. Two facts for you. Number one, Talking Joe is the greatest GI Joe comic-based podcast the planet Earth has ever seen, and no comic book podcast has ever covered more issues of GI Joe comics than Talking Joe. Number three, I am the man who has hosted G.I. Joe, a G.I. Joe podcast with the least amount of G.I. Joe knowledge ever. So. <laughs> well, I don't That's know. Ben, ben was on there as well for a while. So, oh, Ben uh... was on there. Right? Yeah, <laughs> the least knowledgeable Joe fan ever to host a G.I. Joe podcast. Let's go. But what he what he lacked in knowledge, he brought in uh, enthusiasm. So uh, it's, it's all, yeah. all good. It's a uh, so let's go. <laughs> Without further oh, ado, I, let's I have a beverage get too, in it. case anyone is. Uh, oh yeah, curious. oh yeah, Steve, uh, you got a beverage. <laughs> Queensland's finest since it oh, is six a.m. What the hell? Wow. <laughs> We're celebrating oh, now, boys. Wow, <laughs> I, happy two hundred. I, I sure, thanks, Steve. Uh, I sure hope. I sure hope the kids aren't getting babysat five feet away. <laughs> yeah, uh, three, well, two and a half meters. If it wasn't away. here, it would be on a park bench somewhere. So all good. All good. <laughs> What are you talking about, guys? This is a key to successful parenting. I'll tell you. <laughs> Coping mechanism. Anyway, as you were. Let's get into it. Squidgyuenjo. Here we go. Squidgyuenjo. G.I. Joe Cobra General Knowledge. 
first of all, we have got uh, the first round, and that is called the Ben Flying Retro. Apologies, I'm not here. Round. <laughs> He's getting pissed so, up as... at a party, so more fool him. <laughs> <laughs> you could be getting pissed up right here. Damn it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Chief, as, as the person that knows Ben the, the best, do you want to read out that quote on screen, that his, his speak, uh, message I to us? To this, I speak to this clown every morning at 8.30 a.m. <laughs> we call each other every day at 8.30 wow. a.m. I have to speak to this mm. idiot. So I'll read out his question. <laughs> Happy anniversary uh, to talk to Joe. Sorry, I can't be there, but I'm at a party getting absolutely smashed <laughs> on aspirational ales. Here are my toy-based questions. Stalker version 2 is clearly the best version, but when you ripped open that fig on your birthday, how many glorious accessories tumbled out? Every unique item. Six, eight, or five? Ooh. We're, we're, writing, we're writing the letter, right? Not the answer, right? Mark? Yes. Yes to Tim. Yep, that's fine. Yep, we'll get to the answer, and you can mark yourself and keep the score. So he had, what did he have? He had a power drill. Yeah. <laughs> An espadrille. Well, I'm giving the answers away here. So we're gonna. We've got a lot of questions to get through, so I'm not going to linger too long. Make your decision, and uh, we're on to the next one. Question two: Snake Eyes version four is a fig that can grow on a man. At 41, I can finally appreciate neon-based accessories. Fingers on the buzzers for this one. Complete the missing file card phrase. He's generally regarded as the oh. blank. Dude, mm. of all the GI Joe's. Put the answer on the screen. <laughs> Marcus, put the answer on the screen. The answer is Primo, Primo Baddest. Yeah. Okay. So that's a free. That's a free point to anyone who's paying attention. Okay. Well done, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm writing it down. Still, don't think I'm not writing it down. I need all the points I can get. Question three: The Warthog is a fine vehicle. Those massive yellow missiles are actually torpedoes. If you were on one of the lucky yuppie lovers to be opening on this on Christmas <laughs> morning, I don't know what that means. How many flag points would you be adding to your collection? Great questions from Ben Flying Retro. Is the answer three, four, or five? Sneaky. Three, four, or five. Okay. You have to be paying attention to the box and not just ripping it up and chucking it away. Hmm. Wow. And also be based four. in the States. So. <laughs> Copperhead is a truly stunning fig. His file card is wild too. He's a bit of a degenerate gambler, apparently. Can you tell me what two glamorous destinations he used to race high-stakes speedboat races in? Need two right answers. A, Japan, B, Miami, C, Monaco, and D, Sydney. We need both correct answers here, and I'm going with that one, and I'm going with that one. Glad he's chosen places that have got accessible bodies of water. Otherwise, that would have been. <laughs> finally, is this finally, Mark? This is finally. This is an easy. Finally, like I said, number five. I loved a Toxo Viper as a kid. Within the Cobra ranks, what were they commonly referred to as? A, the dodgy suit unit. Hmm. B, the chemical <laughs> toilet brigade. C, Lukey Seat, the leaky suit brigade. That's the vodka. Or D, the dropout squadron. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Chemical Done. toilet brigade. <laughs> Is that not the right answer, Steve? It's a great the answer. Soup. I think it was. I don't know yeah, if it's the right one. 
Uh, well, okay. Mark your own work right now. Okay. Mark in your own work. So we're going to have some big old school honesty here. Uh, there we go. Tim's showing us. Okay, he's written down something. There we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, here we go. Stalker. He came with a lot of accessories, but how many? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Stephen Kelly. Go. Stephen Kelly was right in there with the right answer. I forgot about the freaking paddle. A lot of accessories because you had you had the the arm attachment for the canoe to with to that little sort of backpack floaty thing. What a joke! Every uh, every toy I don't question. Remember having the paddles. Every toy question I get wrong, I'll just chalk that up to uh, this being a comic book podcast. <laughs> there you go. Uh, although my I don't know what. My I don't know what Mike's is then. Every question I get wrong, I'm chalking up to being a G.I. Joe podcast. Or being drunk. <laughs> um, here we go. Question two was Primo Baddest. Uh, sorry, Ben, for mucking that Got one. Got that one right. Uh, one, one point. <laughs> yes. Sounds sounds like a Hama-ism. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a, that's definitely a Larry Hammer written bio card, isn't it? Uh, so War Talk, how many flag points Three. on the back? Yeah. It was yeah. four. Ding, ding, ding. I'll always go with the middle option. Yeah. <laughs> if and out. Uh, so if you have to select two out of four, how do you go for the middle? Interesting here. For... Oh, it was Japan. I was, I was thinking Japan he decided... and Monaco. He didn't okay. know so, so it's, half. It's, so it's zero or two points because it says need two right answers. Yep. Zero, zero or one, I think, is it? Oh, okay. Uh, Mark, how do we? Yeah, we, we we're going on based on Ben's harsh criteria here. He needs two right answers, so okay, got to so get them both. Point. All right, so, so getting two right answers is one point. One point. All right. British rules. <laughs> <laughs> You're a number from boy. the home of Mastermind. Yeah. Okay, next up is the final question. Toxo Viper was known as. Can we say it in unison? <laughs> the Lukey Suit, Suit Brigade? Was yeah, that what you said? Lukey Suit. <laughs> Suit. <laughs> there we go. All right. C. We believe you, Chief. We believe you. Uh, right. So, next. Uh, oh, there we go. There's the file card with the uh, Leaky Suit Brigade. Are you uh, taking round, round scores, or are we just all adding them up at the end? Let's say, let's let's give a, a, a finger count uh, from everybody. Uh, how many on that round? No, sorry, three. Oh man! Ah, oh, Bart! Yikes! Whoa, Steve's Steve's in the lead already. Trying to prove a point here, I think. Well, I also <laughs> got the ore, but then that gave me a total of seven. So I just was like, oh, go eight. Go eight. Yeah, no doubt. Go eight. Mm. Okay. Uh, next up. We have got uh, Diana, <laughs> Dukes and Comics combo. Uh, so for the first of our special guest questionnaires, if that's a word, uh, is Diana Davis. Just a G.I. Joe fan. After only one man. It's the Joe first Sergeant Duke. Thank you, man. So let's uh, let's go again. Here we go. Di Diana uh, will kick us off uh, with her questions. Hey, happy 200. 200. Speaking of 200, 
Issue 200 of G.I. Joe Real American Hero revealed a surprise to the Joes about the pit. What was it? So issue 200 revealed a surprise about the pit. What was it? So there's certainly some room for different answers that will all be correct right, within is. that. So I'm going to be generous on this one. And uh, if if you're if you're in the if you're in the the zone of what was special about the pit, uh, I'll give you uh, an answer. And if uh, if you get um, if you get two or more components of what was special about the pit, uh, then you can get a bonus point. Okay. Scribbling away. Tim's writing an essay. He wrote a blog post about issue two hundred. So I think there's a lot of material there. Oh, crikey, he's still going. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm done. Fire, uh, fire away on the next okay. one. Okay, number two. Thinking again about the comic. Well, let's think about Larry. Larry Hama sold his first comics work to a magazine at the age of 16. What was the title of the magazine? Was it A, Playboy, B, Castle of Frankenstein, C, Famous Monsters of Filmland, or D, Mad Magazine. So Larry Hammer sold his first comic at the age of 16. So A, B, C, or D. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> if you didn't hear, hear the, if you didn't. Uh... My favorite Joe Duke is a member of A, the 75th, known as the Rangers, B, Soar, known as the Night Stalkers, C, Special Forces, known as the Green Berets, or D, Intelligence and Security Command, known as INSCOM. More to do with the cartoon than the comic, but I'll go ahead and ask it anyways. In his long career in voice acting, Michael Bell has voiced two characters named Duke. One is our favorite blonde, yellow-shirted, bandolier-wearing, awesome cool guy Duke. What was the other Duke, and what cartoon was he in? Uh, here we go. Uh, ready with the answers? <laughs> Everyone oh, feeling no. confident? <laughs> no. <laughs> or not? <laughs> okay. So the surprises included new sections that had been hidden from them. A ramp to a fighter launch module, a catapult to launch the jets up, two pillbox defense towers that could rise out of the ground, in a completely separate, unbeforeseen secret base full of really nifty surprises, like giant robots, giant eyeballs, and a floaty Serpentor inside a little tube. Sex dungeon. Now, I put it was actually Castle Grayskull <laughs> in a former life. Is that kind of right? <laughs> I think that's a little bit too far off the beaten track on that one, yeah. Uh, Tim, do you want to read out the essay that you wrote? <laughs> uh, I wrote, it's built over another base. It's got an unknown door to that base. There's a giant freaking eyeball. So I think that's two All points. All correct. So not, double three. points. Uh, and Steve, did you, did you call out the catapult, your favorite feature of the new pit? <laughs> no, I just uh, zeroed in on the giant robots. That's kind of all I entered. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know if that's worth a point. I, I'm, I'm happy to take zero on that. 
Uh, I'll give I'll give you a point for giant robot. No. <laughs> giant robot. Giant okay. eyeball. Thank you. So uh, Larry Hammer's first comic book work. News to me. The answer is B. Castle of Frankenstein. You can see a copy of the box from issue number nine of Castle of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So that was B. Fantastic. Tim, Tim I didn't happy. remember any of the titles. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> and, and Steve and Steve was lucky. The answer is C. Special Forces. Duke's a Green Beret. He joined the Special Forces after he graduated the top of his class at Fort Benning and went on to serve in Vietnam. And then he ran four different Special Forces schools where he actually met up with a few other Joes. Well, soon to be Joes. Two of them, maybe. Which two Joes did he meet up with? That's a bonus question. Well, I knew the answer, but I got the letter wrong. So that doesn't count for poop, right? Correct. <laughs> so, oh. What Joes uh, did he Diana meet? Diana sneaked he in, in uh, put in a sneaky bonus answer, or question rather, at the very end of that answer, which is unconventional. Uh, she said, who, uh, who did Duke work with uh, before meeting joining the G.I. Joe team. She's looking for two names. Can, can I just uh, this is do a random answer. stab at it? I don't, I, don't, I don't know the answer, but... Oh, are we doing this as a question? Yep. A bonus question. Okay. okay. Scribble it down. All right. And here we go with the answer. During his time running those Special Forces schools and doing some little extra work for the Special Forces, Duke ran into Roadblock and Flint. Damn. Is it Roadblock all or none? And Flint. Well, also. All or none. <laughs> Roadblock's the e- easy one. If you've got Flint, yeah. then that's going extra. So, uh, well, Flint, everyone, you know, he they, introduces they Flint to the team. They? Yeah, well, yeah, that, that sequence in the field with the armadillo. Like, Duke seems to have known Flint right. from early on. That was the only scrap of evidence. I didn't I remember that. Before. I didn't get the reference. Well done, uh, Steve. Yeah. That was it, wasn't it? Uh, okay, so who was the other Duke? Michael Bell also voiced a character named Duke in a cartoon known as The Puppies New, The Puppies Continuing, or The Puppies Further Adventures. Duke the dog was the leader of a pack of rough, tough strays that Petey the puppy ran into as he was trying to find his boy. These are trick questions. Yeah, and, uh, yeah man, I <laughs> there's some there's some design of Duke Duke dog design disguised as a doctor. So the puppies uh, sounds like a wild old uh, cartoon. Diana, if you're watching this later, we're we're sorry oh. for the uh, the lag, but those were all great questions, and we're happy to have you part of the show. I blame Steve because he's so far away; he's sucking up all the bandwidth. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you want me to leave and see if it gets any better, Bart? <laughs> I might have a chance of winning if you're gone. What's with these videos, man? <laughs> Just write out your questions. Uh... Okay. Display of hands. How many? How? Uh, it's there's there's a there's a, a few, but but hopefully um yeah things will. I'll give you out, the nice finger. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Number this is, this is one points one point the, three points. This is for just the Diana's previous round. Round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and it's a potato from a uh, chief. Oh dear. Uh, I've got a pen so, as well. 
next up, there's no video. It's GI Joe merchandise. Uh, I'll risk Better it. Than dropping I'll risk your it bottle on the. Um, oh, this is one of the greatest jingles ever created in the history of yeah, podcasting. I'll, I'll risk it on the on the jingle just because it's so good. So let's yeah, see. You <laughs> so funky, so nice. It's GI Joe merchandise. Do you need it? Sure you do. It's GI Joe branded fool. What shall we make? We can't decide. Pick some old crap and put Flint's face on the side. It's GI Joe merchandise. Oh mate, that is that is that is actually that's great. I will say that unequivocally. That's great. (laughs) Thank you. There we go. Back in the days when we had some good jingles on the show. Um, So, uh, first question. This is my round. Uh, What is this uh, image? So, I'm going to give you some images from GI Joe merchandise. You're going to have to guess what the item is. So, this first one we've just got a picture, uh, some dog tags. They say gung ho grape. What is the solid item? guess right here? Solid guess. Your I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be too tough on you. So as long as it is in the round as an answer on these, you can have it. You don't have to give me the exact exact name because these are obscure. Oh shit! Maybe that's okay. not the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> gung ho grape. Okay. Next up, question two. Oh, I know this. It, is a picture of a weird-looking bazooka face. Nothing uh, weird about that. Is that classified? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is the latest unveiling of classified. I think that's I know this one. Hot on the heels of Falcon. I think that's one of the five <laughs> points of articulation figures. <laughs> Could be. We're producing it on a slightly smaller budget. Okay. So next up. Here we go. It's Ninja Force, but not as we know it. That's hard. Um, what is this? Son of a... Hmm. Give you a full screen on that one, because it looks like people are struggling. What could this well, be? It's, Anyone it's, who's so going to get it... It's printed on Chris. some thick cardboard, I think. So. Yeah, it's sort of thick, glossy, shiny cardboard. Can I not just write cardboard? Is that not? It's it's not. Cardboard is not the main, okay. not the main product <laughs> on sale here. Okay. Uh, right. Do you guys remember in the eighties when uh, you didn't have enough money to buy a GI Joe figure, but you'd say to someone, "Hey, let's buy some GI Joe cardboard." <laughs> yeah, I wish. I, do a bit I wish I remember that. Okay. Next up, it's Zartan. What is the product? Hmm. Oh, it's, it's something out of a board game. I've, I know that. <laughs> it looks a little bit like a board game miniature. Zartan saying the enemy. It's is a... he pooping? <laughs> it's a mound of poop. Zartan. <laughs> I, I think it's. I think he's. I think he's standing just behind a stalactite. <laughs> That's what's happening. I'm absolutely I'm changing all my answers. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe, you know what? Uh, maybe, um, uh, Mark, for people who are listening, 
uh, uh, just a, a quick uh, description of what we're seeing with each one. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to do that. So yeah, we've got Zartan. It's uh, some sort of model. Don't know exactly what it is. He's a he's a uh, not he's a not very articulated uh, uh, sort of blob of of Zartan. Uh, full full figured full figured. The previous one was uh, 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 Andrew Wildman's uh, second GI Joe cover with the ninjas looking at the castle, but in different colors. Uh, printed flat in a rectangle on some kind of cardboard or paperboard. The previous one was a I think the technical word is Goonie-looking uh, uh, bazooka. <laughs> uh, we yeah. just see uh, head and shoulders. And then uh, uh, the first one was uh, 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 just a printed uh, two dog tags and in a purple military stencil font on one of them. It said gung-ho grape. All right, what's the fifth one? Last one. It's G.I. Joe. It's a G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra box. We've got Snake Eyes, classified top secrets. We've got the G.I. Joe logo with that sort of eagle head. But beyond that, I have blanked out Easy. everything Easy. to conceal conceal <laughs> the information that will give you uh, give it away for you. So Easy. based on this G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra Snake Eyes box, the product is obviously... Yeah. Okay. Everyone all set to look at some answers? Yeah, yeah. I've written the same answer for every question. <laughs> I figure <laughs> one of them has to be this product. Zartan, Zartan sculpted out of poop? Chief. Yeah. So you just <laughs> squeeze squeeze Zartan's body and out comes poop. Family friend uh, for everyone. So the first one was a G.I. Joe survival beverage. Uh, Gung-ho grape. No. Um, it juice? came in. Does juice count for anything? I'll I'll allow you juice. Yeah. Right. When when so was this? There's... When was this released? Uh, oh, no, I've I never do seen not it. have the date on this one. Rough, uh, roughly, it roughly. It's like two thousand and three ish. Okay, because because the logo because like, it's, it's the it's the it's the sixties logo, but it's referring yeah. to eighties eighties figures. It's yeah, I think Gung is the only one referred to by name oh, you've got you know commando cherry okay then it's not out. referring then it's probably not referring to gung-ho as an individual it's referring to gung-ho as as a general um state of mind <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, okay. State of it's okay let's keep going okay next up we have got um, sorry mark what were acceptable answers is drink i'm, I assume dr I'm using yeah drink juice squash Something along those lines. That's all good. Um, Excuse me. I crossed out soda pop. I crossed out soda pop. Anyway, move on. No, not I accepting crossed out soda pop. Shampoo. Yeah, I put, I put shampoo. Shampoo's not acceptable. No, I'm afraid. What not. is it? Tim, it's been a while since you've encountered shampoo. But... <laughs> and I, I never had uh, oh, any... Whoa. Bubble bath, bubble bath, bubble bath. Bubble bath. <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, let me zoom point. in on your. Do you want to show show your list again, Chief? I'll just zoom in on your screen. Yeah. <laughs> so bubble I assume bath, the next image bath. is going to be a, 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 so the next it. image is going to be a sachet of bubble bath. Is that right, Chief? So I this calling is. This... I actually wrote bubble bath for the second one as the answer, <laughs> as my first answer, and then I. Oh. Anyway, so here we go. Answer number answer number two. That bazooka, that's that derpy-looking bazooka, is uh, a bubble bath, uh, which also came in flavors of Repeater, uh, Flint, 
version two, uh, Snake Eyes and Sergeant Savage, probably amongst others. This is my favorite bit of this product is the uh, the instructions for use, which says, caution, use only as directed. Excessive use or prolonged exposure may cause irritation to skin and urine retract. Discontinue <laughs> use if rash, redness or itching occurs. Oh dear, keep out of reach of children. <laughs> yeah. Wrong. That is not what you want from a bath product. Uh, fragrances, or... I mean, does it smell like a, a fighting man? I yeah, think gung-ho I... grape. I think um, I think uh, Storm Shadow version two Storm Shadow smells like sword oil, and uh, Sergeant Sergeant Slaughter smells like sweat, and Repeater smells like gunpowder, and Bazooka smells like uh, like thermite or something something that you know you, you fire your your RPG with. And it's I'll, definitely I'll a fast point track because UTI. <laughs> because everybody loves Bazooka Bubble Bath. Just one brand of Bazooka Bubble Bath is not enough. Here's another flavor of Bazooka Bubble Bath. Um, so number three, the one that everyone uh, seemed to stump everybody. Bubble uh, bath. Any... Oh, it's not Bubble Bath. <laughs> did, did anyone have any strong feelings towards what this one might be? It was not a trading book. card. Not a, a coloring, coloring book. book. I yeah. put I put kite. Not a kite. Mm. Uh, the not gloss a... of it made me think it was a catalog Stamp. cover. But I just didn't have the catalogue. I've never seen it, so probably no, it looks like big <laughs> it card. Is, so so the image is obviously based on is that issue oh, hundred and twenty one? Hundred and thirty one. To save the silent castle. That isn't the product. The product was Ninja what? Force Trainers. Wow. Okay, and for uh, for Americans listening to this, Mark means uh, sneakers, shoes sneakers. you put on, shoes you put on your feet. Yes, because the English train in trainers and the American sneak about oh. uh and this was this is from then right this is not this is yeah, not must like have the, been from that era this is not like the expensive sort of designer like cobra commander shoes from two these years are ago ki- these are kids for design for kids not mm-hmm. uh adults with lots of are they Elliot size <sighs> not quite yet but man oh man that is now firmly in my sight i think they're <laughs> nice ninja force sneakers vintage <laughs> ebay alert I think they're I think they're yeah. Billy I think they're Billy or Tyrone sized. Awesome. <laughs> What's any strong feelings about what Zartan the little Zartan yes. miniature thing? Oh, wow. It's a uh, stamp. Paint, paint by numbers kit. Oh, oh Tim. Paint a figurine kit. Wow. Yes, so you get the that was impressive. That's impressive. the blank Zartan, paint him up as you want, you know, with a giant dung pile underneath now, him, for example. Are those colours enough, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I can see gray, brown, is there a bubble blue. bath in there. The bubble bath is to remove the paint when you want to paint <laughs> him in in like Python Patrol colors or something. That's it. That's it. There's no black. Oh, the black on the end. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, this last one was the I think hardest one and the most surreal. Uh, did we have mask. any guesses for that? Most surreal. Cosplay a mask. mask. It wasn't a mask, but there was there was cosplay mask. The role play, isn't it? Uh, it's wedding ring. No, oh, wedding Bubble ring. Uh, it actually <laughs> the, uh, the snake eyes wedding ring actually comes with uh, uh, a clear uh, a clear vial of drops for Scarlet to cry. <laughs> comes with a <laughs> crying bride. Uh, this oh, this is the groom and go bath wow. set. 
So it is uh, a kid's uh, play set for, with a, kids? a play wait, razor. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Back a up play razor. Play... A kid's play set with a razor. Mate, I was shaving since I was 12 years old. <laughs> I think this is a, a make-believe a make uh, play shave razor is what they call it. No way. So, no, it's be... at the bottom. Play, shave, razor, mm -hmm. and brush. Steve, okay. so, yeah, so for for all the wow. for all the for all the twelve year old fans out there, or fans who've been fans since twelve, remember we also want fans who are younger than twelve <laughs> to get so, to get into GI Joe. Yeah. It's uh, for ages three plus. Because it's it's play shaving, you know. You could uh, one for Elliot say, "Look, look, look, son! You're going to have a life of shaving ahead of you. You're going to have to get used to this stuff." Um, <laughs> it, I, I can imagine uh, an issue thirty-three and a half uh, that would have come packed with some toys ten years ago, where um, Baroness and Major Blood are smuggling Billy out after the assassination attempt, and Major Blood's looking at Billy and he's thinking, "When's he going to start shaving?" Right, and that's, <laughs> that's what this kit's for. How many points we got? Yeah, winning? show of show of fingers. How many points you got? One, 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 two. Oh, so it looks like Steve is uh, sort of. It's a hollow victory if it is a victory. I mean, let me not prejudge, but like Chris, <laughs> if you're watching <laughs> this, pal, I'm coming for you <laughs> one day. Well, yeah, if uh, if if Chris if Chris watches it back, you know he could always jot down I'll, his answers and see. I'll be honest with you, Mark. He's not watching got. it back. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Um, I, you know speaking what? I, of which, I, I might. I just. I might pledge. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe next year. Maybe in fifty episodes when we do this again. Uh, maybe Mark and I can go on eBay and get a Rise of Cobra Groom and Go set, <laughs> spray painted gold, and that can be the trophy <laughs> for the next one. Unfortunately, <laughs> that actually has to happen now. <laughs> now that you've said it, nothing just else. Spray paint. Gonna... Just get a sealed one. Spray paint the box. It has to happen now. Steve, I okay. want to see Elliot with that set walking around in them Ninja Force shoes. Well, he, uh, I mean, for now, he worships his daddy. So if I ever, if I ever shave, he'll be like, he wants the razor. <laughs> yeah, son, how that one? It's plastic. Yeah, let's bring a bit of professional sheen to this debacle with uh, Chris McLeod and his pre-prepared question. Hello guys, congratulations on episode 200, amazing. Sorry I can't be there to celebrate with you. So here are five questions instead that you have to work out the answer to, obviously. Question one, this past week saw the sad news that a factory in Ireland would be shutting down, famous for producing Action Force International Heroes products in the 80s and 90s. Can you name the city in which that factory is located? What is he smoking? Oh. I'm going to just guess Gosh. one here. Okay. Hmm. It, I know about 10 cities in Ireland. Let's have one of them. I think he's smoking the fumes that come out of an action figure factory. Something. <laughs> can okay. you name a city in Ireland? Yes. That, I not can. that one. Yes, I can. Which Ireland? <laughs> well, I'm giving it away. I, I'm, I'm, I'm Irish. I come. Someone, someone in my past comes from Ireland, so I should definitely be able to come up with one city. <laughs> I thought I could recognise that accent. Uh, let's go. Uh, question number two. Uh, write down a yeah. 
Question number one, write down a city and island where that factory was, ideally. But if not, give it a go. And here's my question two. Quick Kick was a very prominent character in the Action Force Weekly comic, but which Marvel character did he introduce into the continuity in the comic story Meditations in Red? Oh, I think I know this one. What? Hmm. Did Quick Kick introduce into the pages of Action Force from Marvel? Oh. Is, the, is the hint. It's a Marvel character that he uh, introduced. This was written by Grant Morrison. I think you're right. I think you're right. No, yeah, well, I am right. Uh, Wait, can I can I can I ask for a clarification? Is this a Marvel character or is this a G.I. Joe character in Marvel Comics? This is a Marvel character appearing in a uh, an action force comic. Correct. Oh. And you've given it away there, Mark. Spider Man. Oh. <laughs> it is not writing anything Question three. Name the Action Force operative who dispatches of the Cobra Weaponsmith with his own creation in the comic story Diamond Lies. Oh, this is oh, ridiculously tough. Can I have a oh, question again, me. please, Mark? Me. Yeah. Got the yeah. issue. Question three. Name the Action Force operative who dispatches of the Cobra Weaponsmith with his own creation in the comic story Diamond Lies. I think, oh, I think it is. I think this is the answer. Not even given multiple choice on this. I think that's the answer. Okay, next up. Question four. In the Action Force monthly comic story, Super Trooper, which of the following men survives the Sky Striker crash to become the next Super Trooper? Was it A, Captain Glenn Goddard, or B, Captain Joe De Niro? That was a good issue. Uh, was it Glenn Goddard with the ginger hair, or Joe De Niro? Talking to me. No. Yeah. With the not John Ginger hair. Mm -hmm. So uh, if we're all ready for some answers. Yeah. Get going. Those. Okie dokie. So answer one. That one with the city or well, town in Ireland. Okay, then. Here are the answers to those five questions. Starting with question one, obviously. Now I asked you what city is that famous factory in Ireland, the one that's closing, and the city is Waterford. Congratulations if you got that one. Whoa, whoa, question, question. I've only got four answers down. What were the five questions? <laughs> the, the, yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, Waterford, which we just heard. Question two city, was yeah. Quick Kick. Question three was the Weaponsmith uh, guy. Uh, yeah. Question four was Super Trooper. And yeah. did I play question five? No. no. Okay, let's do question <laughs> five then. And question <laughs> five. Which Action Force vehicle driver made their one and only appearance in the UK comics in the story Knights in Armour? Okay, I think I got that. I think I got that. European missions. Uh, yep. Uh, Okay, so that was that was number five. Let's uh, get back into the answers uh, with number two. Question two, I asked which Marvel character Quick Kick introduces into the comic story, Meditations in Red. The answer is Shang-Chi. Yes. Oh. Boom, Shang-Chi! <laughs> Congratulations, Chief. Who got it? I got it. 
Quite got it. Yeah, yeah. Master of Kung Fu. What, what you put, Tim? <laughs> I put Death's Head. I was going to make some joke about Transformers and Marvel and copyrights. And... Man, oh man. That's just a deep did. cut. For question three, I asked you which Action Force operative dispatches of the Cobra Weaponsmith with his own device, and that was Cover Girl. Interestingly, hey. my my guess for this one, bubble bath, not right. <laughs> not right. Not right. Not right. Keep on going. Keep on going. Question four: I asked you which of the two men survived the Sky Striker crash in the Super Trooper comic. And the answer was Captain Joe De Niro. Are you? Bastard. Hell yeah! The figure's got black hair, doesn't it? Yeah, that issue is yeah. really good. I've probably read it six times. I got it around here somewhere. Just, yeah, somewhere. Uh, and question number five, which traditionally comes after number four. Uh, let's go. And finally, for question five, I asked you guys which Action Force vehicle driver had their one and only appearance in the comic story Knights in Armor, and the answer was backstop in the Persuader. So congratulations if you got any of those questions right, guys. I would be very proud of you if you do. Uh, sorry I can't be there again. Have a great rest of the episode, and hopefully I'll see you for the next milestone. There you go. Peace out. And what's that thing I always do at the end of... Oh, yeah. Full force! See you later. That guy might just win a golden... Uh, what was it? Grab and go health kit? What was it? <laughs> grooming rise, yeah. of, rise, of, rise of Cobra grooming kit? What was it called? He's probably got one he already. Guess him. Him. I mean, yeah. he, he doesn't. He doesn't have one that Mark and I have spray painted gold. <laughs> Again, I, I just want to paint uh, yeah. this. What it was I want to paint this picture accurately. We're gonna get a sealed one, and we're not gonna open it. We're not Dude. spray painting the three pieces. We're Dude. painting the box. <laughs> It was not Spider-Ham introduced in the pages of uh, Action Force. So uh, up next is we're not Chief do the tally? with... Um... Oh, sorry, Tally. Yes. How many, how many did we get on that last round? Tim is in with one. Oh, my word. Steve oh, is strong Steve. there with four. I don't even know Waterford, but hey, whatever. <laughs> did you get that we one right? Get a roundup of no, 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 no. It was the one I got wrong. I think if we start getting a roundup of everyone's scores, Steve will be too happy and everyone else will just start crying. So well, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> in my own scores. My my consolation prize is that uh, this this is my podcast too. So I, I, I will definitely be here for the next one and the one after that and the one after that. Steve's got to go back to his own podcast or two. <laughs> I'll be listening in to hear those tears. <laughs> <laughs> So, Chief, uh, with uh, the most Chief-centric of the rounds, um, I'd say <laughs> only Chief could come up with this round. Um, uh, tee it up, to, uh, Chief. Actually, what is the uh, what is the what's the thinking behind this this round? And I'll put you in. It's just questions. So the the answers are all there available for everyone to get correct. If you were talking joe listeners so just jobs you're probably going to get five out of five because i know you've got episodes one to 25 hardwired onto your phone but Chief, these are just repeat questions that are not a word of a lie pearl i was going to do a round of questions 
based on those first 20 episodes. Well, you should <laughs> and it was going to be Chief's, uh, I don't know, shenanigans. Okay. And... Well, more for you. Um, so these are questions <laughs> based on, these are questions that are straight up repeats of questions that I asked interview guests. <laughs> you just have to know what the interviewee answered. That's all you need to do. Uh, for our for our That's listeners all. and for our listeners and viewers, uh, each of us participating also wrote a round of questions. So Chief won't be answering for this round, but each no. of us won't be answering for one round. So the the points will still be uh, an even and fair shot. So take it go. away, take it away, Chief. Thank you. So on the fifth of March, twenty nineteen, I asked Chad Bowers, comic book writer, the following question. Cobra Commander has had a rough day. Not only have the Joes thwarted his latest plans, but he's been slapped with a massive tax bill and his car has a rear puncture. To cheer himself up, he's popped into the local ice cream parlor. What flavor does he order? Pistachio, birthday cake, vanilla, or triple chocolate? What was Chad's answer? Oh, all good flavors. But which one did Chad think Cobra Commander would have chosen? <laughs> Okay, next one. Next one. On the 24th of March, 2019, I asked Kev Hopgood, legendary British co-creator of the War Machine armor, the following question. The great British Bake Off is back on our TV sets, and this time there's a surprise guest baker. It's the one and only King Snake himself, Cobra Commander. For his signature bake, what does he go for? Does he do a cherry bakewell tart, a carrot pineapple cupcake, a tiramisu, or an apple pie? What did Kev answer? Carrot pineapple cupcake. Yeah, they're all the rage, apparently. Or they were in 2019. Or they might have been. <laughs> or I might have made that one up. I don't know. <laughs> Even you don't know. Even I don't know the answer. <laughs> That's a fact. Question three. On the 1st of November, 2019, I asked Andrew Wildman the following. It's a rainy Thursday afternoon and you're looking for something to do. You decide to trot down to the local town hall as you've heard there's a local fancy dress competition going on. As fate would have it, one of the judges has fallen ill after eating uncooked tiramisu. You volunteer your services. Who has the best costume? Is it Lino dressed as Venom? Is it Ratchet dressed as Jean Grey? Is it Spider-Man 2099 dressed as Snake Eyes? Or is it Jubilee dressed as Lino? What did Andrew answer? Oh. These are all characters that Andrew worked on for Marvel Comics as an artist. He, he didn't answer. Why, why are you asking me this? <laughs> no, he was very, very enthusiastic with his answer, I shall have you know. Great, great interview, by the way, that one. If you've not, was it? Yeah, if you've not listened back to the Andrew Warman interview in a while, I was check it more out. than it was likely drunk through the whole thing. So, <laughs> It was a deep dive. It was lots of questions about comics and everything. Was it? Um, yeah. And he got a huge amount of G.I. Joe toys, and I was like, oh, man. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Okay, amazing. question four. On the 3rd of November, 2020, I asked Tom Scioli, amazing man, the following question. It's dark. The sun is setting, and the big bots are coming out to play. Play music, that is. It's a cassette party battle. Ejections are happening in quick succession as Rumble, Frenzy, <laughs> Ramon, Steeljaw, and the rest bust out their best dance moves. But what music is encoded on the winning cassette? 
Is it Say Anything by Peter Gabriel, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, or Thriller by Michael Jackson? What did Tom answer? Do I get half a point? When we were doing this interview, I remember it vividly. Tom Schultz. He's from Pittsburgh, so am I. I should just get half a point for association, right? I was in attendance at this interview. You were, Steve. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I remember. You were drunk as well. <laughs> so, to be honest, I listened back to that one, and we were gushing like a couple of fanboys. It was it was sickly. <laughs> Sorry, I probably led the charge on that one, Chief. What can oh, I say? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Number five. The on the 18th of December, 2020, I asked John Brown, colorist, the following. You take your kid down to the local shopping mall to pick up some last-minute gifts as the big day is arriving soon. You see Santa Claus, but he looks a bit strange. He's got a bald head, a monocle, a twirly moustache, a bare chest, and a codpiece. What gift does this plotting, preening Santa give your kid? Is it A, Surrounded by Idiots, a self-help guidebook, a one-half scale Megatron action figure, a free session in the brainwave scanner, a puppy, or an engraved monocle? What was John's answer? Oh, man. Bubble bath. Who, now, did, who was on this one? Was it you, Mark? Were you on this interview? That was me. That was me. Okay. Do you know the answer? Well, yes, because you probably do. But did you um, know the answer? I, I would not be able to remember this. No. Of all of the things that we talked about, hmm. I cannot remember the answer, but um, the, the fact correcting Joe has just popped in there to just say that uh, the colorist is, of course, Jay Brown or James Brown. What did I there. put? Did I put John? Uh, Joe. The hardest working John. man in comics. John. <laughs> Someone had to. <laughs> uh, he's done, I think, he's the artist that's worked on more, more issues of G.I. Joe than anybody else apart from uh, Larry Hammer. Really? Uh, wow. Right, so in He's with the answers. <laughs> What's that now? How's that beer going, Steve? <laughs> oh, it's almost empty, man. <laughs> oh, you better read around. Damn it. Oh, it's out of reach, pal. I'm riveted. I'm not going anywhere. So, first answer, Chief, was uh, the cake being uh, selected by Cobra Commander was. Or oh, the ice cream. Is... Oh, uh, ice cream. Yes, next one, cake. Pistachio. Hmm. Damn it. Number two for the Bake Off Cobra Commander signature bake was Tiramisu. There was a clue in the third question. Hmm. No, fourth question. Uh, Andrew Wildman uh, chose with the best costume in this uh, mythical lineup of cosplay. Um, Not mythical. You believe? It happened. <laughs> Dressed as Lionel. Number four. Tom Scioli thought that the winner of <laughs> of that rap, uh, cassette party battle, Say Anything, by Peter Gabriel. Um, you're allowed to, to sing us approximately three seconds of that, Chief, if you want, before we get cut <laughs> off by YouTube. You're okay. You're okay. okay. <laughs> uh, and number five. Uh, Jay Brown believed that Santa would give your kid a free session in the brainwave scanner. 
Um, so that's all five. The answers. Show of fingers. How are we doing? One one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you jinxed they, me. They were tough you. questions. They were tough that was questions. It's round your face tonight. Well, unless <laughs> actually kills me. Yeah, designed to be. Uh, to be well, I've got catch-up time now. That's great for me because I can catch up. <laughs> so what round have we got next? Hey, it's Thomas talking toys. Hello, Thomas. What are you doing here? You should be in bed by now. Um, let's, see what, let's see what he's going to do. He's going to talk about some toys in very vague terms and uh, confuse everybody. <laughs> Excellent. Bubble bar. I, I recall from yeah. 50 episodes ago, I was thinking... Too hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so remember, this is Thomas uh, describing some GI Joe toys uh, for you to try and figure out what he's describing. But he's not going to help you. This guy, this man, is not your friend. So, uh, <laughs> pay close attention. Kids with toys. GI Joe. Joe. Hello, it's me, Thomas. And I'm going to be asking you to identify six-inch figures from my vague descriptions. So the character has the number 14 on them and stripes on their pants. 14 and stripes on their pants. Okay, so the next one uh, is a bit trickier. So they're a black and white ninja, which might give you a clue on who they are. Black and white ninja. Uh, the next person is in a red bodysuit with a black mask. Red bodysuit, black mask. Uh, this one uh, has... Stripes on their trousers and they're blonde. Blonde, you might give it away. Stripes on your trousers, blonde. The blonde's a big clue, Thomas. Uh, this this one is quite tricky. So I'll give you twice as many points <laughs> if you can get this one. So they have a grey mask and run-down armour. Grey mask and run down armor so uh, i'll i'll just do those those five again one 14 14 uh 14 on him i think and stripes on his uh, pants he said um he's not an american this is a child of mine so i don't know what he's playing at. uh this next one <laughs> yeah he means trousers uh black and white uh ninja Vague. I've got a question Thanks, after Thomas. this round. I've got a question for the uh, for the Americans in in attendance after this round. Okay. Uh, this the number three was a red bodysuit, uh, and I think you said something like black mask. Four was. Uh, I cannot read my own writing. Uh, oh, he's he said he's got stripes on his blonde. trousers, and he's got blonde. The blonde is a big clue. He said, and then uh, the. Next one, he said, uh, it's a guy in a mask with run-down armour. He's famous. Uh, this is a bonus bit of extra clue because you'll never get it otherwise. He is famous for having a smaller companion. 
A smaller what? Okay. More confident. Companion. Companion. Uh, at the very beginning, uh, did Thomas say this was? These were figures from his six-inch. He did. Classified. They they are all classified figures. He said the. He said that these are six-inch toys from his collection. Toys. So they're not all GI Joe. Hmm. This Thomas is not your friend. Remember this. <laughs> not all GI Joes. Okay. Ready with the answers? Yep. Let's go. So, now I'm going to give us the first one. Um, the one I said had the number 14 on it was uh, Tiger Force Bazooka. So you can see him there. I'll accept Bazooka. So the next one was actually Arctic Mission Storm Shadow. Uh, he was the red and white nin, ni the black and white ninja. We accept just Storm Shadow. The next one, after that, Storm was Shadow the red ninja, I think. So red bodysuit, black mask. Bodysuit, black mask. Where's the black mask, anyway? The next one was Duke, which I thought the bluntness would give away. Uh, Tiger Force Duke. The irony being that Tiger Force Duke has got slightly browner hair. but So for this one, I, I said I'd give you uh, twice as many points, which I will. And so they're wearing a grey mask in rundown armour. It's Mando. And... I didn't necessarily say all of them would be G.I. Joe figures. I just said that they'd be six inch toys, so. Um, hope you enjoyed uh, the quiz questions that I'm doing as much as I do. And goodbye. Mando's a G.I. Joe now? I'm cool with that. Nice one, Thomas. He never said G.I. Joe. He never said yeah. G.I. Joe. Good boy. But uh, run-down armor. I was thinking of like Thomas's armor that you used collection. to like run down a hill or something. Uh, run-down armor. Ah. <laughs> my guess. My guess his, for his, number his Mando toy. His Mando toy is the is the V one with the, all of the battered armor before he got all of the nice shiny armor. So, well, no one watches that crap show, surely. So, <laughs> <laughs> no one talks about it for ten minutes on the podcast either. Uh, my guess for number five was <laughs> medieval spawn. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Uh, but then I was wondering, what, it's good what thinking out the box. Does, what 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 animal does medieval spawn go around with? And uh, an eagle, a little dragon. I don't remember. And also, <laughs> has a guess that Thomas has no idea who spawn is, let alone medieval spawn. Right. That's that's fair enough. But but uh, since uh, Garth Ennis wrote that medieval spawn medieval witchblade miniseries, I know that somewhere in Mark's collection there are some medieval spawn stories. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Thomas is a big fan of Garth Ennis. Preacher's his favorite. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. You got me there. It's not. Did he get dressed up for the show, or is that just a Tuesday night at your house? <laughs> a bit of school uniform, man. 
<laughs> he did. Uh, he did want to put on a, a news presenter jacket for you. Looking guys. good. Talking just quickly outside the box. Talking of uh, outfits, do Americans obviously you say pants, but do you use the term trousers? And what's the differentiation for you between pants and trousers? Go for it, Bart. Uh, me, I don't know. I, I'm asking. When I was growing up, trousers were like your fancier pants, you know, like going to church or something. And if it was pants from a suit set, you know, like pants and jacket, those were slacks because they were like a little shinier, slicker kind of thing. Um, so what would you call like a pair of jeans? Would you call them jeans or would you call those pants? Jeans. Je oh, so you got you got jeans, slacks, pants, and trousers. Wow. Yeah, pants is or is just like a general term for everything. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Like, uh, like we're pretty sure that right now Chief is not wearing any pants. Boom. <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter if they're fancy, if they have holes in them. Well, pants for you guys is underwear, right? Yeah, Correct. I thought that's what Tim was saying, and we were. Oh, agreeing. this 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 gets uh, la layers and layers. I have no pants or trousers or slacks <laughs> or boxes or knickers. Well, I did get three points. I did get three Maybe points. Knickers. Sorry, yeah. Display of fingers. Uh, Chief had three. Oh, but four. That's yeah, well good. Ah, lots of fours. Crikey, you guys did better than I imagined. Uh, Thomas will have to be uh, try even harder to be even vaguer and more misleading. <laughs> <laughs> next time so uh next up it is s job seven uh with a round that i have titled who dis what dis um but not made a song for it so uh steve uh take it away you're kinder with these questions than most of us have been oh really <laughs> <laughs> i designed them to try and make the overthinkers overthink um, and it was designed squarely at uh, knocking Chris McLeod down a few pegs, but he's not here. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Uh, yes, question number one. This is basically like a G.I. Joe, yojo.com, Hubit section. This is a black accessory. It is a submachine gun. Is it Snake Eyes version 2, 1985's accessory? Is it Claymore version 1 from 1986's accessory? Is it the Iron Grenadier version 1 from 1988 accessory? Or is it the Nunchuck version 3 from 2002 accessory? Nunchuck version 3. Shampoo That's bottle. There you go. <laughs> A bubble bath. Nice. <laughs> right, then your answers. We're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Question two, it's a removed head from an O-ring figure. Uh, it. It's in a green balaclava, or is it? Is it uh, Beachhead version one's head from 1986? Is it Undertow version one head from 1990? Is it Firefly version five head from 2000? Or is it Beachhead version seven head from 2004? I mean, if you know those later heads, power to you, honestly. <laughs> My knowledge dropped off a cliff after 94. Hell, even earlier. Who don't like a little head? We now have bet, a silver betting. sword. <laughs> okay. Is it? Yep. Is it quick kick version one sword from 1985? 
Jinx version one's he- uh, sword from 1987, Storm Shadow version six's sword from 2000, or Fun School India Budo version one <laughs> from 2001. Now, the yeah, question right. for you, Steve, is you thought Hit this it, was going to tax Diagnostic 80? He'd have got these in his sleep. I, uh, I, I, I'd like to know about this uh, wooden veneer. <laughs> it's the table that Lovely. my laptop is currently on, so I can't, uh, I can't help you there, Tim. You're just going to have Lovely. to take it. I think it's an IKEA, actually. So, mm. Steve, Lovely. there's only keep, one keep right answer. There's only one right answer, so okay. that might actually narrow it down for you, but no, I did I, double check. I just wanted to ask. That's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, Tim, honestly, uh, oh, no, sorry, Chief, this was your question, hey, um, about about uh, uh, Chris. Well, like I say, if you overthink this, it'll trip you up. He okay. he actually has too much knowledge, if you know what right. I mean. Okay. You know, considering how much I didn't want to lose again to Chris, I got to say, and that he's not here, he's such a presence in this episode. I, I, I don't know how to feel about that. How could he not? He's the man <laughs> to beat, even in absentia. All right, shall we move on, gents? Question where number four. Where does, where does Diagnosticate rank in G.I. Joe knowledge, do you think? Is he is he on the Mount Rushmore? Oh, man. No one wants one to say his... yes. Move on to question four. <laughs> <laughs> question four. Uh, we have a silver missile. Does it belong to A, the Pogo Ballistic Battle Ball version 1 from 1987, B, the Cobra Stellar Stiletto version 1 from 1988, C, the Locust version 1 from 1990, or D, the Battle Hornet version 1 from 2004? What the hell is that? Some of these, I don't <laughs> even know what they are. Good. Uh, that could be like the wild card guess, if you have to guess. Should be sitting in my GI Joe. There's room. a massive Easy. clue going on here. Anyway. It's a clue. Okay. Massive, massive clue. Okay, we'll go back to it. Finally, right, we have first. a disembodied crotch. How well do you know your <laughs> Joe Dicks? <laughs> All right, we have uh, first option. It is sorry, it is a mottled camo. Uh, it has a web belt. Um, it has a little bit of blousing of the shirt. Uh, that is tucked <laughs> beneath the beneath the belt. So maybe maybe there's a hint there, or maybe that just throws you even further off. Is it Footloose version one, 1985? Is it Flint version one, 1985? Sorry, I, I screwed up the the. Uh, or did I? Did you just type it in wrong? To, uh, uh, that's a copy and paste. Would have been you. Oh bugger! Okay. Well then, I'm I screwed up. Flint was actually from 1985. I know this. I was. Probably intoxicated. Sergeant Slaughter, version two, the triple triple T driver from 1986, or Falcon version one from 1987. Not uh, glam lip glow up Falcon from 2023. I mm. I had quite a, an instinctive answer for this one. I was like, it's get, it's going to be this one, and then then I started looking at the uh, like all of the different possibilities, and like, oh, hold on. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. There's a lot of camo in those years and a lot of similar like shirt blousing. Anyway, gentlemen, let's do it. Okay. Uh, right, Mark, did you, did you actually test yourself or did you kind of like, uh, did you cheat? Sort of. The images? Yeah, a bit okay. of both. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I, I, yeah, I did okay. I think I got four out of five when I. Nice. All right, let's do it. Okay, here we go. The, the answers. answers. 
A black submachine gun? It's Iron Grenadier version 1, 1988. Of course it is. Good, Chiefy. I had an inclination you use one. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> when in doubt, go with C. All it's right, question. A, it's actually a bubble yes, bath dispenser. <laughs> it's big enough to be one. Yes. Monster of the week stuff. It's the cartoon. It's all nonviolent. Question number two the disembodied head in the green was, in fact, Undertow version one, 1990. <laughs> yeah, boy. Did you have this figure, Chief? No way, man. Okay. <laughs> 1990. I don't think I ever had him, actually. I think it was... Maybe I slept on Fell Fell through the cracks. It's a fantastic figure. Uh, really good. But, oh, the, we just lost one Chief. Chief is... Uh-oh. And he was man just down, hitting down. his stride. <laughs> uh, He's taking his shirt off. <laughs> pissing in a bottle yeah. we already know he has no pants so next All right. up, this one Hopefully. this one i i think i i think i went in with a with a gut reaction but then again looking at the other answers i was like ooh, but it could be that but and i don't know what 2000 and 2001 was i think the clue the clue is that um for some of these, is that you don't care about anything after about 1990. So, <laughs> 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 if you know yeah. So just Ooh. cross out any of the later Joe stuff as not being the. Uh... <laughs> so the answer so, uh, uh, yeah, the answer was Jinx version one, 1987. I suppose Quick Kick was the red herring, but his sword has like a, a rounded um, pommel. Okay. If you want to call it a pommel, the, the... B. <laughs> yeah boy well done and jinx has kind of shot up the ranks as a, a personal favorite of mine so right yeah there you go good question four was the silver missile it is in fact belonging to the pogo ballistic oh, battle ball and so we good. had a we had a an entry in from the comments shannon that looks like a general hawk missile for the jetpack i have no Ooh. idea what that looks like they were way it, tinier it, it's actually in gold. We didn't have any scale. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't want to scale. It was a, yeah, a, a curveball, curved. Now, would McLeod have got that correct? Um, I'm thinking McLeod would have overthought the sword thing <laughs> because he would know that Budo in Fun School India line didn't come with a red sword; came with a silver sword. I'm thinking. Uh, but, uh, I'm thinking that McLeod is uh, still in possession of my Yojo Cola from Assembly Required, so I need to be <laughs> nice to him lest he drink it. <laughs> so he would have gotten that right. Yeah, cross the board. <laughs> All right. Finally, whose camouflage crotch are we looking at? D. It is in fact Footloose version one. Oh no, but no. That's what I was gonna go with, and I was like, eh. Oh, never had this figure as a kid, but he's pretty ubiquitous. And for, I don't know, no reason yeah, other fake, than the fact that he looks fantastic. We had we have a we have a question from Buttface. Thanks, Buttface. <laughs> uh, was Undertow a single guy or a troop? He was. A, he was a troop, right? Troop, yeah. And those uh, strange did he, names. Did he never show up in the comic? Hmm. 
I cannot remember a comic. Uh, he was in a mixed bag, or like in the later issues, in the sort of the IDW continuation, they mixed Undertow in with Lamprey and Hydra Viper. There's a whole. This is an issue that you chief covered with Chris. Actually, um, there's kind of Peril of the High Seas and a whole bunch of mixed um, Cobra and Destro uh, water troops, um, all featured together, and that's the only appearance I can think of. Good. So Bravo, uh, guys. next round. <laughs> tallies. Oh yes, tallies. With three, a three, and a three. Oh. Congratulations. Uh, this next round is a reappearance of a quiz that we've done a couple of times on the main show. Much to uh, Tim's annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> it is a quiz that I like to call uh, Serpent. Or, and where have I stuck that? Uh, here we go. Is it a serpent? Is it something else? Is it something, something else? <laughs> that's the that's the debut of a new jingle, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, for you, because you never listen to it back. <laughs> oh, yes. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. <laughs> so, um, yes, that is the live uh, video debut of the Serpent or uh, Jingle. Um, and it's, I think. Will it third, ever be used again, Mark? My goodness, man. The third time that we've uh, we've run uh, a Serpent or quiz. And the, the premise behind this is uh, have a list of uh, serpents and a list of something else. And you have to decide whether it is a serpent or something else. And this time round, it is a species of boa or a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Is it a boa or a motorcycle? I think Bart is a bit of a, a petrol head, so might might have a bit of an advantage on I this one. But so, uh, so Bart, this is your moment to. to <laughs> Uh, well, I own a boa, so come on. Use <laughs> <laughs> it now. Keep it below the camera. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. No so <laughs> the first, uh, the first question is uh, Hog Island. Hog Island. Is that a boa or a Harley Davidson motorcycle? Let me just say, Mark, this is the greatest quiz round that Talking Joe's ever seen. <laughs> okay. It's an either or, so uh, you're in with a 50-50 chance. Number two, Bobcat. Bobcat Boa, Bobcat Motorcycle. Mot Number three, Ironhead. Ironhead, which I think is the nickname for artist uh, Alex Sanchez, uh, who did yeah. an issue of G.I. Joe. Um, so Ironhead, Boa, Ironhead, Cycle. Wait, didn't Alex Sanchez do two issues? Didn't I make that mistake when we interviewed yes, him? Yes, he has done two issues, correct. <laughs> he did a stalk. A stalker and solo. And, and uh, now that you've the... made the mistake, the world is back <laughs> in balance. I think he spells it H-E-D. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, okay, number four. Softtail. Is Softtail a boa 
Or is it a motorcycle? Is it a motorcycle? Soft tail. Um, number five, Bushmaster. This is one of two things in this context. Done. A boa or a Harley Davidson motorcycle. If I get any of these wrong, does that mean I have to sell my Harley? <laughs> I'm afraid it's, afraid you do. You have to actually, turn in your keys. Bart, it's actually Bart is actually the opposite. If you get any of these wrong, that window behind you opens and a bunch of snakes get dumped in. <laughs> the room fulls full of snakes. Excellent. Okay, so let's get into these answers. First up was Hog Island. Answer is a Hog Island boa. You are you sure? <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> a Hog, Hog Island boa because uh, Harley Davidson can be hogs, can't they? It's a nickname. Am I, I'm not imagining that, am I? That, uh, that Harley Owners Group is what it stands for. It's uh -huh. basically like Harley's biker gang. Mark, that was a reasonable red herring. Yeah, I got it wrong. <laughs> hey, Bobcat. Bobcat is a Bobcat motorcycle. Are you sure? I am sure. Please do not <laughs> ask, ask that every Bobcat. question. I never heard of that. Next one, Ironhead. Ironhead is a motorcycle. I think you're wrong, Mark. <laughs> That's a type of motor, I think. Mm. Too much beer. Just gener generally, now, uh, Chief, gen generally wrong about everything? Well, or look, about a specific... I'm, out, I'm out of vodka, so I don't know <laughs> what's going on. So. <laughs> Soft tail. This quiz is a joke. Soft tail. I mean, a, a snake probably has got a soft tail. Um, yeah. So it's definitely a motorcycle. That's what my old Harley was. I mean, I'm 0 for 4 here. I'm 0 for 4 here. Like Mike <laughs> Trout swinging against Shohei Otani in the World Baseball Classic the other night. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank, was, thanks for the input. Two when Shohei uh, struck him out on a nice frisbee slider. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> so, some some quality input here from uh, Buttface. Uh, Hog Island was what we called one of the girl dorms in college. Okay, strong. Self <laughs> cancelled here. Um, next up, uh, Bushmaster. Bushmaster is what they called one of the guys. Um, Just one yeah, of the guys. Anyway, no. Um, Keep digging. So. <laughs> so Bushmaster is a boa. Are you actually joking me? Zero out of five. It was fifty-fifty. How can I get zero? <laughs> I was I was kind of going for I was going for things that might read lead you up a slightly up the wrong up the wrong path on those. So um Success. Success. <laughs> three from Bart. Uh that means that only half of the room is filled with uh boas. Two three for Steve. Two chief. Uh, two you still got to get rid of your bike. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, I have rock. two, so I'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Oh, jeez. Nice. So uh, that was uh, that was my round. Next up is uh, Tim's round, which I have called Tim's Impossible Comic Trivia. No. I have seen is what it, the questions are. Is it multiple choice? Uh, <laughs> no. Then it is impossible. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, to use your own logic, sir, all of the answers are there if you have all the comics. And here we go. And uh, this was <laughs> and a uh, photographic memory. But or your back issue. I mean, tomatoes, I, tomatoes. Let's go. You know what? I, uh, uh, to to your photographic memory, I am uh, pleased and astounded at how well Joe fans that I meet, even sometimes on this show can look at a piece of a toy and know exactly what it is. So, so yeah, photographic memory. I got more um, I've got a photographic memory. memory. I've just left the lens cap on for half of my life. Uh, um, so for listeners and viewers, uh, the title of this round is uh, is of Mark's making. I, I, just, <laughs> I just submitted five questions. So uh, Mark calls this Tim's Impossible Comic Trivia. Question. Five easy questions if you're a Joe fan. Before drawing Star Wars comics for Marvel, artist Paolo Villanelli drew two G.I. Joe story arcs for IDW. What were they? That's my first one wrong. So the name <laughs> of the story arc. Uh, or the issues. Tim will be kind. You just have to remember the exact issue numbers <laughs> I mean, as an alternative to I the mean, story. I mean, I've got a choice between. Oh no, IDW published lots of different series. I it think doesn't say ARA. It doesn't say ARA. This is tough. This one. So, so one question for each right answer, two maximum. Okay. Um, I'm not getting any of these right. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know artists, writers, whatever. I just know what I like. If I read a story and it's good, I don't care who did it. Okay, uh, okay. Mark, Mark writes. Mark writes in to say that this uh, that is what the internet is for, uh, and uh, that that is Mark. That is true. Uh, we are we are all the participants in today's quiz are sworn to stay off the internet and only use their brains. But yes, uh, it it would be fun to cheat and win. Uh, <laughs> I, I really I really want that golden. Yeah, but, but Chris I mean, isn't here today, so none of that is happening. Obviously, it would mean this would not be possible, but the singest, single greatest incorrect creation of mankind is the internet, but that would mean we wouldn't be here right now. So, Steve, move your hand so I can copy. <laughs> Mark, Pell, you, Next question. Uh, you overestimate me. Question. Larry Hama is known for writing just about every issue of Marvel's G.I. Joe, while Herb Trimpey is known for drawing the first and many thereafter. How many issues did Trimpey plot or write? Bonus points for each issue number identified. If you're on this, we're saying that one mark per correct issue should have a more than that one yes. bonus so, point. So you could get uh, as many points as there are issues that Trimpy plotted or wrote, and you could get uh, as many points uh, as as there are issue numbers of those issues. Uh, and <laughs> so, if you, so if I were to write down. <laughs> one through one five five and one through and, twenty eight special missions yeah. and take away one for every wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a great addition by the question master. In which case, I will not write that. <laughs> <laughs> no, take only take away one, <laughs> so that you are uh, yeah you, you know. Uh, 
So uh, that, that late addition to the rule, that will be that uh, you cannot score any less than zero. Okay, uh, next up. Uh... Question. <laughs> Artist Dave Johnson is known for his Marvel and DC covers, as well as a few for IDW's G.I. Joe. What major G.I. Joe project did Johnson work on? And in what capacity? And what notable G.I. Joe project did he unsuccessfully apply for? Now, me and Mark had a big chat with Dave Devilpig Johnson at London Film and Comic Con, and you bought a lot of original art off the man. I did. Mark, I did. And I cannot remember any of that conversation <laughs> I had with him <laughs> or what he worked on. So i got no idea. What major G.I. Joe project did he work on? Okay, countdown. I'm going, I'm going to take a punt. He did he design GI Joe Bubble Bath? Did he? Is that a clue? <laughs> Question: <laughs> According to artist Howard Shaken, he didn't draw additional GI Joe stories for IDW after the Hearts and Oh, there's a typo. Hearts and Minds, plural. Hearts and Minds miniseries because. I asked him. A, I asked him at Boston Comic Con. I said, okay. "I said this was six years ago." I said, "Oh, the it was so great to see you working on GI Joe." And he said, "Yeah, well, <laughs> I had a good chat with uh, Mr. Chakin at London SuperCon. He drew me a chuckles, and uh, he had a queue of people in a big long line behind his desk. And he said, he stood up and he said, "I'm going to swear now, Mark. Apologies. You can bleep this out." He said. All you fuckers in the queue, stop getting in a line and come round in a bubble around my table or you're going to hear the shitstorm of stories I'm going to tell everyone. And he was so concerned with people at the back of the queue not being able to hear the stories he was going to tell about the comic industry. He wanted everyone to crowd round. He said, just remember where you were in the queue. <laughs> he, was, he was not kind to Will Eisner. I should tell you that much. Anyway. Yeah. How would shaking sketch though. sessions? Nine tenths stories, one tenth sketching. He was, uh, whether you yeah, like him or not, his, his storytelling was fantastic. I, uh, to, to Mark's point, I, I did wait a long time in line <laughs> for a Nick Fury sketch, and, uh, and Shaken was, was very chatty, and the line moved very slowly, oh. and I thought, uh, I thought this might be the only sketch I get at this convention. Also, I'm sort of, <laughs> sort of not getting, sort of retired from getting sketches. At Did you get the theory sketch though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool, uh, cool. Funny cool. story. Uh, so he he inked it. I think he inked it in Sharpie, which is I feel like it should be against the rules. But hey, um, and he he drew the line for the eye patch in pencil, and he didn't do it in pen. So the so the inking is ninety five percent done. Next question. Did you finish it off yourself? I thought about it, but no. Question. Name all of the artists who penciled only one Marvel G.I. Joe cover. Let's call half a point for each one you get right. Uh, Name all the artists who penciled only okay. one Marvel we disagree with that. G.I. Joe cover. Uh, well, let's, let's do four points. Oh, is it? Is this? Is this waiting too much? Uh, uh, Mark, it's it's your show. 
You, okay. If, you, if, you have if points, Tim wants full points, yeah. he's he's giving points to the competition. Yeah. So you know what? One, um, one... Since since this is a hard question, I will give you a hint. Um, no one penciled only one special missions cover, so that's out. Okay, but it does include books outside of ARA that Marvel produced. Uh, well, no one penciled only one of those, so this okay. is the main series. Okay. I should have I should have italicized uh, GI Joe right here because this is cool. the main series one through one fifty five. Right. Okay, name all. It's not even guess how many. It's name them. Yeah. Name, yeah, name as many that you can think of the artists. And I should also just say Tim said this wasn't the hardest round. <laughs> I did. You said all the knowledge is there. He said that if you know everything about G.I. Joe comics, then you'll just know. I was sort of of comparing that to Chief's round and Chief's uh, wonderful questions from early episodes of this very show. Questions questions that are sort of about G.I. Joe. Now, my question is, I bet before you became a host on G.I. Joe, you did not listen to one episode of Talking Joe. (laughs) Talking Joe is really important to me. <laughs> Question five. Name all the I think artists. he might have listened to the one the, to the to the episode that he was interviewed in, which where he technically wasn't a host. So <laughs> I don't think he listened to that one. <laughs> right. Answers. Okay, Tim's impossible comic trivia answers. Question: Before drawing Star Wars comics for Marvel, artist Paolo Villanelli drew two GI Joe story orcs for IDW. What were they? Answer: Cobra Rising in a Real American Hero issues two sixteen to two eighteen, subbing for SL Gallant as the series was about to go biweekly, and the five issue Snake Eyes Agent of Cobra miniseries written by by Costa. So po- points for uh, the answer: Cobra Rising. The answer: Snake Eyes Agent of Cobra. Points for 216, 217, 218. And I guess points for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 <laughs> because it's a miniseries. Although that seems like a weird gimme. Um, and I feel like this uh, Snake Eyes so Agent. If I didn't of get Cobra, any of these, is that like minus 10? Uh, that's n- no, that's that's just Zero. that's just a potato. I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I do feel like this uh, Snake Eyes Agent of Cobra miniseries is A, kind of forgotten and be oddly orphaned because as i recall snake eyes is sort of a bad guy in it and i feel like that thread wasn't picked up in the Catherine travers series after i forget where this falls with the fred van lente uh series um but uh it's a good it's a good story if you if you can track it down it's a good story yeah it's you know continuations of all of the threads that that costa and uh chuck dixon through the threaded through the the shared universe um question larry Hama is known for writing just about every issue of marvel's gi joe while herb trimpey is known for drawing the first and many thereafter how many issues did trimpey plot or write bonus points for each issue number identified the the image here was a red herring because that's a panel from one trimpey did not plot number one answer mm-hmm. Trimpey oh, plotted three issues. Number four, Operation Wingfield. Number six, to fail to conquer, to succeed is to die. Number seven, it's follow-up, Walls of Death. And he wrote two issues. Number nine, codename Sea Strike. And uh, number 119, which he wrote and penciled and inked. Double trouble. 
which I like because uh, they finally did a story where uh, like someone has a clone or like a robot double, which I feel like every, what do you? No, you no it's no good. I wrote five and eight and it was four, six, seven and nine. I could dance to her around <laughs> no. the issues. Sea uh, Strike was issue eight. Yeah, it was issue eight, Sea Strike, not nine. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, typo alert. Uh, all right. Does that mean uh, that Tim someone gets doesn't know his minus GI one? History. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I get minus. I guess get minus one point for my get, for my. Do um, I get a half a point? I got half of that, right? Is it all or nothing? Uh, half of what, right? Would, I got three. I didn't get two. Did he not also write Ladies' Day, the GI Joe special missions? Special missions. Minus another one for me. <laughs> I think it was issue 24. Yeah, it was round was about it? that, wasn't it? Yeah. How do we score this, Mark? I can't, what did we, what did we do on Tim for the scoring? Four, it was one, one point if you get it, if you get a correct one. My, uh, no, 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 that was the other one, wasn't it? No, this, it was this one. One point for each correct one, minus one uh, for an incorrect one, down to, you know, no, you know so that zero is the... Is so the least that you can get. I put he did six. So we've got five on the screen plus the special mission ones would be six. Oh, uh, was que was the question, ooh, question was for how many issues? So six, yeah. And bonus bonus points for the issues. So uh yeah, five or six issues is allowable. I'm taking three points out of that. And uh, then an additional point for each one that that you've num numbered correctly there. I'm confused. Yeah. If you uh, didn't sorry, say uh, five or six, did you? Are you off the board? You can't individually name. You can individually name. You're still allowed to. You're still allowed to access those points. That's all right, Steve. Pick and choose points. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Bart, what's Bart? What's your answer? How can we? How can how can we help you score your answers? Uh, it, it the question was plot or right, uh, so I said three because I know he plotted three. I couldn't remember how many he wrote, but the question says plot and wrote. Or uh, you or wrote? you uh, we'll give that a point. Okay. Um. Right, the next Question. one. Question. Uh, artist Dave Johnson is known for his Marvel and DC covers as well as a few for IDW's G.I. Joe. What major G.I. Joe project did Johnson work on and in what capacity and what notable G.I. Joe project did he unsuccessfully apply for? The answer is Dave Johnson was lead background and prop design on the animated G.I. Joe Resolute. Johnson also applied to be character designer on G.I. Joe Renegades, but that job went to Clement Salve. R.I.P. And Tim, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I've just got out one of my sort of sketchbook folders with um, some, uh, yeah, with, with my sort of loose pieces. Yeah, go, so go for a screen. Green. Uh, you don't know if it was intentional of you getting the sketchbook out? No, no, I don't know if the image used was intentional that Tim selected, but from my personal collection... Sure! Oh, damn, he's got Here it! Go. Dave Johnson, Cobra Commander design in a red line pencil. Hmm. Um, the, uh, uh, since, since Chiefs, uh, since Chiefs, um, 
questions were so listening to the podcast centric. I just want to point out that uh, we went over this a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure it was at like hour two and a half where, <laughs> where our listenership and viewership drops off a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, question. According to artist Howard Chaikin, he didn't draw additional G.I. Joe stories for IDW after the Hearts and Minds miniseries because answer. He was at the opera. IDW couldn't afford him. Oh, wow. So I, at the convention, I was up finally uh, at Shaken's uh, table and he was sketching and I said, uh, it's so great you did some G.I. Joe. That was great. I'm a G.I. Joe fan. And he said, oh, yeah, that was that was good. Uh, you know, I'm not doing any more. They can't afford me. Okay. And uh, and I'm going to extrapolate further that uh, the fact that he did half of the Hearts and Minds miniseries and not all of it is a testament to balancing the books that if you if a book has a has a budget and you hire an expensive artist uh maybe they draw some of it and you hire an artist who isn't as expensive uh is it Antonio Fuso uh who did the other half of that miniseries uh to sort of uh, amortize the cost mm. um and that's that was after all of his covers I chatted to uh Fuso at a con at Thought Bubble and he he liked G.I. Joe and he was well open to doing more um, after the stuff he had done. But it was like they never called me back or, you know, it was again, I think he had done such good work. And, you know, maybe he had increased his his page rate or whatever. And um, he obviously didn't work on G.I. Joe after the point where I talked to him. Um, so but it's strange with Chaikin because he's done so many books at small publishers or self-published or whatever that where he probably wasn't getting much more than what idw are paying but maybe idw don't pay that much i don't know i don't know what their page rate is i think we uh, i think we have established that idw uh they're not on the bottom but they're not on the top but and, they're near the bottom um <laughs> uh i also I, I don't know shaken so i can't uh i sort of feel like someone like him might now and then be interested in like trying out a new publisher or certainly like uh, who published the buck rogers yeah the buck rogers one the four issue mini i remember that one that was, was that, um was that dynamite was it very no. small publisher so, yeah it was someone smaller than and i and so i don't know chicken and i don't know buck rogers but i feel like if that something if, like hermes press or something yes like that. if if they didn't have a big budget for that i imagine the lore of something like that is that Shaken loves Buck Rogers or wants to be able to do sort of whatever he wants on something like that. And I don't know that he had any connection with G.I. Joe other than being friends with Larry Hama and knowing that Hama does G.I. Joe. But maybe this was just sort of like the right job at the right time. Yeah, I think you're right, probably. Like you say, the pull of Buck Rogers from an IP standpoint was probably enough for him to do four issues at a a low cost and get it done, yeah. I'm curious, uh, what were everyone's answers for this question? Oh, yes. Were any of them hilarious or just insightful? <laughs> uh, Coming off the back of Mark's... Oh, no, of your, your story, Tim, uh, I just said maybe he was fired. <laughs> but he probably, you know, he was freelance anyway, so... That's not funny. That doesn't track. <laughs> fun no, guess, no fun... but, but he would have been pissed about that. Fun guess. Bart, did you have a, an interesting answer? Uh, I apologize. Uh, our power went out, so I'm on my phone. Um but I had other work. I just assumed that he was popular 
got busy doing other crap and Joe just didn't pay enough. Uh, well, but, that last bit was right. That's uh, that's, that's one that's one third of a point, Chief. Did you ever? Hilarious. No, I, just put, I just put he was at the opera because whenever <laughs> whenever I've seen him at a convention, he's just talking about how he goes to the theatre and musicals and opera all the time. So maybe he took so, a bubble bath and his uh, urine track was infected. <laughs> <laughs> so at the that's a callback to everyone who's listening now who didn't see an earlier round. Um, so, um, what's, uh, what was the scores for this most, um, interestingly numbered? One more. Sorry. Okay. Uh, oh, yes. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name all the artists who penciled only one G.I. Joe cover. The answer, there are eight. If you guessed Marshall Ooh. Rogers, Bob Hall, Tony Sammons, Chris Batista, William Rosado, or Klaus Jensen, close. But close only counts on horseshoes and hand grenades. These mm. art artists all pencil at least two. Next slide. Issue number five, Don Perlin, only one cover. Frank Springer only did one. So so I, I could I could be convinced here, but I feel very strongly that the cover to 31 with um, Destro looming over snake eyes in a doorway is penciled by uh, Klaus Jensen and inked by Frank Springer. Okay. So, being very specific for this question, who penciled only one cover? I'm saying Springer penciled one cover. And he, of course, inked this one. Issue 85, Paul Ryan. Next slide. I'll Issue 108 for my British friends, Brian, Brian Hitch. Hitch. Wow. What? Uh, what? I did not know that. Uh, hey. Issue 110. This one always throws me off because this one looks like Ron Wagner. Yeah. Um, but it's... Uh, Shoot, is that Ron Wagner? <laughs> uh, issue 143, uh, Jesse uh, DeRosco. Uh, and then another slide. Um, issue 153, Elman Brown. Elman Down. Elman's Elman not Brown a real name. Come on. Did a little bit of, did a little, little bit of Punisher work for uh, Marvel. He makes then, that uh, mayonnaise, doesn't he? Elman's and then mayonnaise. A, a, a callback mm -hmm. to uh, my previous Squid Joe uh, trivia question, Connor. Amanda Connor, one fifty-four. Yeah. Early Amanda Connor there. Early wow. Amanda Connor, now sort of superstar. Good question. That was a good question. Bloody good. Thanks. Well, yeah. so at the at the end of that, does everyone have enough fingers to be able to show your scores? Oh, sorry, Bart's um, missing you. Well, mine all um, came from one question, the, the only yeah. question that I had a, a dog in the race. But yeah, I got I got three out so of that. Steve, should three, that be one or should that be three? Four. Oh, Bart is hot in with a potato <laughs> on that round. Oh no! Let me uh, oh, let me let me, let me double check on GI Joe. GI Joe got my after action one oh nine because it looks like or excuse me one so excellent uh, excellent reference what did we say what's the issue it was uh, uh all right so 108 is hitch yeah 110 power back i had a, I had a really good chat with yeah. brian hitch yeah. ron garney oh. says there. yeah i had a good chat with uh, brian hitch at kapow comic-con 2011 uh and he recounted being a 16 year old uh drawing action force pages on his kitchen table and his mum was trying to serve dinner and she's like get this crap out of the way i'm trying to you know serve up the the cottage pie for dinner and he's like i'm trying to draw these pages for action force 
at the age of 16. <laughs> and uh, good uh-huh. memories for Brian Hitch. Wait a minute. Uh, there, was two, there was two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Slow your roll here. Go back a slide. There you go. Which one? That one. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, we had done those. Sorry. Apologies. You had done them. I thought there was two we hadn't done. End of round. <laughs> End of round. Are we done? We, we finally move on. <laughs> uh, thank you all for... I got a, I got a uh, Kansas State versus Florida Atlantic NCAA basketball game to watch. Uh, uh, tips off at two, uh, 10.09 Eastern. Okay. So Almost 10.09 done. Almost uh, uh, British time. So Final rounds, Chief. If, if you can okay. bear with us for one last round. This is an observation round. So Ooh. you need to pay... Uh, Firm attention to this clip uh, from the animated series because there will be questions at Who's the round end is this? of this. This is this is my creation okay. as the quiz master. I have prerogative to have more than one. Sure. Look out! Hold it, Baroness. I said hold it. Dick, it's a pig. You're good, Baroness. But I'm better. Get me out of here. I'm sinking in caramel. Not caramel, but a scotch. What do we do now, Baroness? We can either save them or we can fight. There's no time to do both. You get Lady J out first, you might double-team me. If I get the commander out first, we will definitely jump you. I'll tell you what, Baroness. You'll just have to trust me. You save Lady J, I'll save Cobra Commander. (laughs) This is disgusting! I know the question already, Mark. (laughs) <laughs> you know the question. <laughs> How many clouds in the sky? Mark, do you want to go? Uh, do you want to go? Do you want to marquee yourself? Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marquee. <laughs> marquee. So, what does Baroness do when Flint grabs her? What does Baroness do when Flint grabs her in that little physical altercation that we saw? I'll be honest, I wasn't watching it. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? That is the game not going to help <laughs> with the observation rounds. That is the I was, opposite. I was surfing the internet, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> observation round, Chief. I'll say it again. Um, what is Flint's totally badass attack move? So, Has it got a technical name? Um it will be whatever I wrote down or thereabouts. Okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't have a technical name. Okay. Bear hug. Don't give it away, Bart. <laughs> what are Missionary. Lady J and Cobra Commander sinking in? What are Lady J and Cobra Commander sinking? So you don't need visuals when you've got audio. <laughs> that one did have yeah. a, an audio clue. <laughs> so, if Flint rescues Lady J first, what might he do to the Baroness? <laughs> sorry, Ooh. sorry. To oh, is, is this there... a PG show? 
<laughs> is there is there a, a PG bonus question like what's the title of the episode? Who wrote, <laughs> who wrote the episode? What season? No, it no, from? it's observation, observation coming right. no with no pre-assumed knowledge. It's just mm. uh, can you remember what you've seen? Uh, and question five: How many red stripes are there on Baroness's candy cane? Boom! I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pens down, and we'll get into the. Uh, oh, sorry. Hand up. Oh, I was showing that my pen was down. Uh huh. No, your pen's up. Empty hands. Right. Okay. <laughs> Observation. Observation round questions. Uh, what does Baroness do when Flint grabs her? It's a backwards headbutt. <laughs> Booyah. Did she say booyah? Or is that you adding that for emphasis? That's that's me me adding that. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and what is uh, Flint's totally badass attack move? He grabs Baroness's leg midair with his own leg and then throws her with it. I put leg whip somersault. <laughs> That'll do. Good. Uh Question three, what are Lady J and Cobra Commander sinking in? Not caramel, <laughs> butterscotch. Not caramel, butterscotch. That was a good star screen. That, that, was, <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, if Flint rescues Lady J first, what might he do to the Baroness? Um, if you if you wrote nothing and just showed the moral upper hand here, uh, you can have uh, double points. Hmm. Um, I wrote nothing. <laughs> <as in> nothing. <laughs> that nothing. that went against me. Um, they might double team him. Um, and question five: Her. How many My red stripes Her. are there on Baroness's candy cane? There were three. No dispute. Eight, that. Not five. No, there weren't three. There were you were three only listening visible. to the audio. There were three visible, but there were five underneath hands. <laughs> I'm going to dispute both of you gentlemen no, no, and say no, there's, only, there's only I'm one stripe I'm on a candy not cane. It. I'm, taking a, I'm just taking a point. I'm taking a point. There's only oh, this one is an stripe, interesting quandary it spirals. From... Mm, I don't know. I, well, I didn't okay. see any evidence of a spiral. Uh, as a question master, well, uh, I, or, in, or, or indeed the games master... Though. I don't care. Um, I will take. Uh, I'll take the final decision on uh, that one. Um, so at the end of that, the final round. Uh, how did people perform on that particular round? Show of hands. We've got a potato from Steve. <laughs> we have got four from Tim. Well done, uh, Chiefy Two Shoes. I look like you had four as well, despite not watching the clip, and uh, three from Bart. Um, so if you do your tot up of uh, all of those, um, what's names, points across the whole lot of the rounds, how have you got on? Hey, Mark, I'm going to jump back over on the PC. We'll, we'll pause for a moment so Bart can have his big reveal with a, a better view, uh, both for him and for us. Uh, I just want to point out while we're killing time that I think that this was a lovely range of toy, comic, um, cartoon, merch, uh, talking Joe, navel gazing, um, 
uh, a variety of questions uh, from from a big range of topics. Even the live action movies get mentions uh, visually in that um, merchandise <laughs> round. Uh, there's old Joe and uh, new Joe. Uh, so good job, everyone. If anyone That'd wants to make some quick money, uh, Kansas State Wildcats to beat the Florida Atlantic Owls at minus one on the handicap. Marquise Noel went mental in the last game, 20 points, 19 assists. He's going to take over this game. It tips off in about two minutes. Get all your money on Kansas State Wildcats. They're going to take the final four. Anyway. Talking Joe does not endorse uh, these views. Uh, these are uh, Chiefs I, alone and uh, enter into it, into it at your own risk. Your house may be at risk <laughs> if you blah, blah. I think, uh, I think the reference here would be something like, uh, sorry, Chief, as a G.I. Joe fan, I've only gambled at casino nights at the official G.I. Joe collector convention that the G.I. Joe club used to run. Or Cobra Island. Uh, so, Oh, yeah, very good, very good. Uh, so Which who, big, big who will there. not be receiving the Golden Stormy uh, today? We need to reveal in, our numbers. Let's go in ascending order. Chief, how many points did you get? 20. Oh, well, uh, I got 21 minus two for my errors as question. <laughs> uh, have, it, so, have it, Tim. So I, I get High 19. I get 19. So I'm not being on. I'm not being on a G.I. Joe quiz where Tim Finn loses to me. I'm not having it. <laughs> honestly, I think, I'm not having it. I'm downgrading I, my answer to 18. In, fa <laughs> in fairness, Tim was asked very few questions about G.I. Joe comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, let's see. Bart, how did you get on? Uh, 17, but... I got to say, there was potential for me to get five more questions than you guys because I didn't submit any questions to be negated from. And I still no, suck. Seven, 17, despite that handicap I, advantage. Yeah. I think, Increase we'll do, the snakes. We can Fill blame, the room to the ceiling with snakes. We can blame do this. Do this now. I think we know <laughs> our winner. Steve, how did you do? Uh, well, it embarrasses me to say 24, but uh, guys, I mean, I, I don't think that's embarrassing. I think that's a reasonable, it's a reasonable number of points uh, over, over ever, everyone else. <laughs> I'll be expecting <laughs> that picture, Mark. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be sending you the physical thing. No, um, no, to Australia. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, that that picture will be winging its way across to to you. It might because you're in Australia. It might take a couple of weeks for that picture to arrive. We um, still use dial-up down here. But there we go. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks everybody for uh, joining us. It's been a yeah, it's been a blast. And uh, yeah, here's to uh, two hundred more episodes. Congratulations. Yeah, um, so uh, let's have a little bit of promo. Uh, let's start. Bart, uh, Bart, have you got anything to uh, to promote at the moment? Where can people find you? Uh, Facebook. That's really about it. Um, I got a YouTube channel where I post some of my customs on there, uh, Mach 5 Customs. That's only when I remember to film stuff and post it. Uh, other than that, I got uh, my customs on Mach 5 Customs on Facebook. Uh, other than that, I'm just trolling Steve on... Uh... <laughs> 
I don't know if Steve even got to see your trolling of him because Facebook was so hot on it and uh, removed your abusive comments so quickly. Um, oh, yes. But... <laughs> I'm going to ask. I, I, I'm still an admin of the Talking Joe Facebook group, and I saw that something had been removed. I have no idea what it was. Yep. So, so Bart, Bart, it to me because Facebook now. wouldn't let you insult uh, Steve <laughs> online, let's let's have you do it to him, his face uh, right now. <laughs> I, it doesn't yeah. apply now. I, I just told him uh, you yeah, have true. some of your kids' diapers laying around because I was going to hand your ass to you, but apparently that didn't happen. <laughs> Pal, I heard the sound of the toilet being flushed, and I know that that's um, a, a hot load being being dropped. <laughs> Uh, from a, a, a reusable nappy, uh, Kim insisted we we went reusable um, mm, to my chagrin because yes. it means some poor schmo has to launder them like three times each time. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> off the point. Yeah, there's yeah, there's plenty to, of, of that. To, to get us back onto celebrating talking Joe, I'll, I'll point out that for those of you, thank you, who are noting our anniversary 200 episodes. Uh, Mark has been such a such a uh, interview and art review. Um, monster that if you count all of our extra episodes where we are looking at other stuff and not doing a specific regular numbered episode, uh, there's probably another 25. Yeah, it could be. Could be. And yes, Chiefy wasn't wasn't uh, numbering like the one-off extras like some of your interview specials and things. Yeah, you've probably uh, overtaken me now. I think I did a, maybe 115 episodes, but you've probably superseded now. So you are Mr. Talking Joe now. He he has he has the hat. I have. He has oh, the yeah. hat. He is Mr. Talking Joe. Congratulations, <laughs> Mark. I'm I'm just uh, I'm just co-host uh, Talking Joe Junior or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Tim, when you are not co-hosting Talking Joe as the junior partner, uh, where can people find you? I'll do this one a little differently. If you want to see me turn into Shazam, go to the YouTube channel of my comic book store. Mm. Hub Comics, that's youtube.com slash Hub Comics, and look at, not this week, but last week's ad. They're always one minute. They're always 60 seconds or less. Also, I write about G.I. Joe at a realamericanbook.com. Indeed. And uh, Steve, where can well, people Well, if you want to hear the, the ramblings of three South African lads and their adventure through G.I. Joe collecting, uh, G.I. Joeberg is the name of the podcast where... Uh, every two weeks now uh, we also have a youtube channel we have an instagram page twitter all the usual places but yeah gi joe berg j-o-b-u-r-g and chiefy down there in the bottom right hand corner what would you like to plug well uh, i hate today? social media but i'm on it like a sucker so if you, you want to engage in that, you can find me on uh, Armour Geekton on Instagram. I don't really do Twitter anymore, Mark. That's an outdated uh, okay. logo you put on the bottom there. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm now, I'm all over Whatnot. I'm selling all this crap out of my loft. I'm on Whatnot uh, and I'm selling comics, trading cards and anything I can get my hands on. So you find me on Whatnot on Instagram and I post regularly on the A Place in Space comic book instagram uh, account so yeah that's about it. i've got a new podcast coming out it's called talking nuts a peanuts podcast where me and a buddy are going to be doing a 50-year review of charles schultz's seminal gr world's greatest newspaper strip peanuts and we will be doing that that's probably coming in a couple of weeks talking nuts a well, peanuts podcast 
you know be doing two hours per three panel strip no because i don't <laughs> believe that any podcast should ever run more than 40 minutes in length so we'll be doing 40 <laughs> minutes only podcast i'll just i'll just jump back in here speaking of my weekly uh 60 second movies for my store if you want to see me perform a peanuts strip go to uh, our yeah. youtube go to our youtube channel uh hub comics uh and watch me and my manager perform a peanuts strip in front of the original art that's this week's ad good there great. You go. that's no better greater endorsement than mr tim finn fellow peanuts fan <laughs> Indeed. And uh, if you are new to Talking Joe, you can find us at talkingjoe.co.uk. That is the website that has links to everywhere. We generally post a new episode every Thursday on uh, on your podcast platforms. And sometimes those will go onto YouTube as well. So, uh, yeah. And if, if you're a Patreon fan, you can uh, get early access to some episodes too. Um, I think that's most of the things I was meant to uh, say. So, uh, are we are we done? Are we are we almost at the end? Yes, I think so. So, big thanks to Steve. Big thanks to Tim. Big thanks to Bart. And big thanks to uh, Chief for not only founding Talking Joe along with Ben, but being back with us uh, today and keeping uh, and my shirt on and keeping all of your clothes on throughout the episode. Not all my clothes. <laughs> the top oh, pants. Uh, and don't make no, me do no. it don't make me do it <laughs> so uh i think that only leaves us to say that and and tim normally sings this but but feel free to join in um that nobody beats talking show an international podcast there we go <laughs> laters